listening to Core Stories. These are stories about lives that intersect with Jesus. I'm Emily, Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. One common theme at Otter Creek, being a church of about 1,800 people, is how hard it is to get plugged in and to make friends. Aaron Mingas moved from another state and was really open with me about what that was like in the transition moving here, of how prayer helped her through finding herself and her place. My name is Erin Mingus. Well, I grew up in Michigan. Um, I was the youngest of five kids um, and grew up very observant, um, a quiet, observant kid. Uh, Just came through, I mean, was pretty much in Michigan until I got married. So... Um, went to state state school. My husband went to a different school. We knew each other in in um, grade school. We actually met each other in first grade. We knew each other in first grade. But um, so we were both from a small town in Michigan, south of Detroit, which was fun. Um, and then we both went to state schools. He went to Michigan University of Michigan. I went to Michigan State. So we're rivals. Um, it wasn't until our senior year in college when we kind of reconnected. We got married in Michigan, moved to Chicago for four years, and we moved back to Michigan because we were going to have, thinking of starting a family, wanted to be our own family. We were there for nine years, then back in Michigan for nine years. Then Jason got a job here in Nashville um, at Nissan. So he works at Nissan. He's an attorney. So it was a whirlwind move. We kind of do that in our life. When we got married... He was graduating law school, and he was doing exams, and then we moved to Chicago, and then he did a bar exam review course. We just did everything. We just do a lot of things at one time. And so um, par for the course, we just had this crazy move down here, but it was very God-ordained, I believe. Um, Funny, so Jason, when he was in law school, his first year law school he did at Vanderbilt here in Nashville. And so... He was down here that year, and so he went to a couple of churches. So he kind of knew some people down here and um, had connections, had a great time down here. I was very much at peace, but then it was like entering a wilderness time for me. So, but it's been fun. It's been hard for me. But... um, we weren't in, I call it the Jumbotron when you kind of become a member. We weren't on the Jumbotron until May of 2012. So we didn't make official placement of membership until May of 2012. Um, you know, we've just been here ever since. Um, it's It's been good. I, I, I struggle. I struggled. I'll just say I struggled connecting here. Um, part of it is because I like smaller places and smaller spaces and this is a big church and there's just a lot of people and one of our favorite when we lived in Chicago for four years we lit we lived right in the city we had a church that was maybe a hundred people it was just a beautiful time of I don't know community in such a unique way um so it's easy to get lost here and um I kind of got lost. I probably created that for myself, like um, kind of that whole belief that I have of not belonging 
I kind of lived that out. And so I'm like, oh, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. And I, I believed that for a long time starting here at Otter Creek. I don't fit in, quote unquote, fit in or belong. Um, when really, really, it's just a scheme of the enemy telling me lies that I chose to believe and that I've been believing a long time. Um, so, but really, really, it's been a great place. I mean, how blessed are we here at Otter Creek with the classes, Sunday morning classes, and it's like you were blessed with professors at Lipscomb teaching us Sunday, Sunday school um, and the worship. And I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful place. Um, and I often forget to see the good in everything, and I, I tend to focus more on the negative. This has been a be- you know, coming into this um, ministry now that we're trying to get going and that's that started here at Outer Creek, this Freedom Prayer Ministry. Um, it's been something that the Lord has brought into my world really since we first moved here. And it's like my husband, Jason, is the one who brought me the book. Which is, it's a freedom, it's called Freedom Tools by Andy Reese. Was the, he wrote the, the first one. And my husband, Jason's the one who showed me this book. And so I started reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing stuff. And um, I just, I just really got into it. But it, it was like this journey of like reading through the book. And I felt like the enemy was like keeping me from, this is a book, but keeping me from reading the end of it because it was like kind of heavy stuff at the end. And it was a place that I needed probably some healing, and it was like this struggle to to get through this book. But I had heard about this ministry from probably three separate people that were not connected, and I remember writing I remember writing an email to Mike Runcy <laughs> saying, um, "Do you know anything about this this ministry? You know and." There's this book, Freedom Tools, and he goes, and Mike responds to me in an email saying, you know, actually, I just had a conversation with the writer of that book, the author of that book, yesterday, and he is actually, they're placing membership here at Otter Creek, and, like, I was like, what? Like, I felt like I was, like, you know, a teenager, like, meeting One Direction, because this book had had such an impact on me, and I was like, are you joking that he's at this church and it was like because it's at the point I still didn't finish the book and it was like this block I couldn't get through the book and then and it was like the Lord was like you know what Aaron don't worry about reading the book here's the author you can just get to know him it'll be really it'll be okay um so so then you know and so much in the book there's about deliverance and healing and inner healing and I mean, it may sound a little wacky, but it is so powerful, and it is so about the spirit. And so, um, it was just kind of fun. And then I that so that was like the end of a end of a year, like a November of the year. And then the next January, there was a women's retreat here at Otter Creek, and the the topic of it was deliverance. So I was like, ah, you know, so all this stuff. So I ended up going to this retreat and got chit chatting with all these women, and I was talking about you know different things and. And so this formulation of this ministry has been really fun. It's been hard. It's like, you know, obviously the enemy doesn't want it to, you know, work. But, you know, God has this whole thing. And it is amazing how it's 
formulated here and the people he puts in people's paths. And then, you know, Andy has this co-author, Jen, and, and then she ends up moving to Nashville. And it's just like, the Lord wants this, wants freedom for his people. Um, that is evident. And so in my personal journey with this whole ministry, because I've been feeling a heart for it for so many years, but, you know, there's distraction and there's depression and there's all the stuff that I've battled with in this. And it's like the scheme that the enemy wants to do. And with this ministry, it's um, a really great place to hear from the Lord. I've been in this wilderness of confusion and distraction and and it's so hard to sort out. It's so hard to sort out on my own. And I've been trying so long on my own to sort out my life. Um, trying to raise kids in the meantime and then, you know, who knows what you're placing on your kids when you're trying to do your own sorting. And what I'm finding is I remember being touched by this one scripture from the book of John, and it was chapter 11, and it's Lazarus being raised from the dead by Jesus, and calls Lazarus out, and he has grave clothes on, and Jesus is there. People are around. I don't know. It doesn't say who is around. Jesus says to them, take off his grave clothes and let him go, and I was completely convicted by this, that this is a community effort. And so when you're in a freedom prayer ministry session, you're typically with like two or three other people and you give them, give the Lord, give the spirit permission to take off your grave clothes um, and to maybe even discover what your grave clothes are. Maybe you don't even know. That's what I have been recognizing is I, yes, I got baptized in 1997, but I've been living with my grave clothes on. Um, yes, I was resurrected and believe that Jesus is the Savior, but I've been living with the grave clothes still on me. And that's what I recognize with all the craziness and all the craziness in my brain and the feeling like I don't belong or anything. It was like, yeah, I don't want these grave clothes anymore. And so, you know, I've had a couple of the sessions personally. It's been interesting to really see the Lord open up and tell me, kind of tell me what my grave clothes are of resentment, self-anger, self-loathing, bitterness, shame, guilt. It's such a place in those sessions um, to hear from God. It says in scripture, you know, that my sheep hear my voice and often I'm so busy and to even take the time to hear his voice. And um, that those ministry sessions are such a place to quiet down, to slow down, and to allow the spirit to move and f for you to hear what the Lord wants to tell you. And he probably tells us, tells me every day something, you know, but it's just a matter of do I hear it? Do I receive it? And the, the grave clothes, it's just huge. It's like you're allowing, you give your permission, you're giving yourself permission to get the grave clothes off and you're giving other people permission to help you do it. 
because I can't, I tried for a long time to take the grave clothes off myself and I can't do it on my own. The other scripture that really resonates with me is Hebrews 4. In there it says, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. And that whole piece about receiving mercy. In the mode of trying to be transparent a little bit, um, you know, one of my grave clothes pieces, um, they're not all off, that's for sure. Um, it's a work in progress, this is a lifestyle. But um, is um, this whole, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's the whole perfectionism or people pleasing or trying to always do the right thing, trying to do, 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 always working to be right with God. And, you know, because in my past, what I'm dealing with is disappointment in self and ashamed of myself. And so I've been trying to work on my own to try to change that. But that what that comes to is me beating myself up every day because I can't meet my own expectation or the expectation I feel God has for me. or And so I can never attain. And so that leads into that never enough. I can never, I can never get to that place of peace. I'll just say it that way. And so with that, when we can, when it says we can approach the throne of grace and receive mercy, that's the hardest part for me because it's a gift. And they say, so what do they say? They say grace is a gift you don't deserve. And they say mercy is not getting what you do deserve. And with mercy, I haven't allowed myself to receive that from the Lord. And I, I remember reading one time how as a believer, as, as a lover of Jesus and child of God, you want to um, receive. There's kind of like an order of things. You, can re you receive, you contain, and then you broadcast. And in my life with God, I've been, I've been doing a lot of containing. I'm a really good student of God. I've been doing a lot of containing and a lot of broadcasting. But I kind of forget the first piece of receiving it for myself. Um, and there's pride in that. There's pride in that. When Riley was really little, she's 14 now, when she was little probably, before she was two, I started doing BSF Bible studies. And um, what a special time that was to just learn God's Word. I, I don't think I would know the Bible as well had I not had that time of, of BSF. And the, the fourfold approach of learning Scripture, and you, I mean, it's just in you. It's just in you, and I'm just so grateful for that time. And for, so, for that time, I was such a student. I was such a student of God. And then I kind of took a break from that and felt pretty lost because it was sort of an idol. I kind of made it an idol. And then I felt this wilderness time, but out of it, it's been like this realization of, and conviction of, yeah, you're not just a student of God, you're a child of God. So kind of that switch of a child of God, that identity that I tried so hard in BSF to do the right thing, to do the homework, to do, to do, to do, to do. And I'm at such a place of, I mean, it was a hard, depressive 
low time, but to get the message finally of, you're my child more than a student of God, you're a child of me. And um, it's just a sweet time of kind of transformation into that thinking of, I can rest, I can rest. And um, the Lord has really been talking to me about receive, receive it, receive it, contain it for you, receive it and contain it. And I'll tell you when to broadcast if you need to broadcast. So I've been so thankful for the time to listen. It's forgiveness of self is another piece of my grave clothes. Um, And there was this prayer time, freedom prayer ministry time where I had, and I literally was able to be walked through by these lovely ladies, by the Spirit, of giving my permission, giving myself permission to let myself off the hook. And to literally, I, I like visioned, envisioned myself walking and approaching the throne of grace. It was hard because I, I had, you know, that shame, that feeling of I'm ashamed of myself and I'm disappointed in all I've done. And it was so hard to approach. And it was like walking through that space of that prayer ministry helped me see God in a different light with different eyes and and hear his voice saying, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm not ashamed of you. Please come to me. And, he's, and he even said, I'm sorry. And so I've been so grateful for that. That's beautiful space of being able to slow down and really listen to that truth of what God wants to say because bottom line for me it's been the wrong perspective has been behavior over identity and what I've gotten in these freedom prayer ministries is no 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 it's about my identity over my behavior and I've been so hung up on my behavior am I doing things right am I doing it good enough am I doing it am I a good girl all my life I've been wanting to be a good girl. And it's, it's in these times where you hear, well, this is times where I hear, Aaron, you're my girl and I am good. It takes the pressure off to hear that. You're my girl, I'm good. I got this. And if you're not good, I love you. And so that whole identity piece of hearing what God wants you to hear about you. Because I have been believing so many lies about me, and I'm done. And I'm thankful for just the way he's showing me how to receive. I'm thankful for the way he shows me kind of a, it was like a picture of Jesus, um, in that whole, when you read about Jesus um, being baptized, right? It's the beginning of his ministry, right? He gets baptized, and you hear, and it says the heavens opened up and a voice came down, and it said, you are my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. 
And I just imagine the whole time, even before Jesus came onto the earth, he was hanging out with God before creation, just imagined the identity that Jesus heard over and over. Like that was just a mini glimpse that we get to see in scripture of all the stuff he just poured into Jesus, knowing the ministry ahead of him, but it was about identity. And then when you read and then this baptism and he says these words to Jesus, you are my son, I love you, I'm pleased with you. Before his ministry, before Jesus did anything, he was declared that identity. Behavior had nothing to do with, behavior has nothing to do with how God sees me. And to believe that and to receive that. It's really fun to be a part of these sessions. Even when you're not in the prayer seat and you're, you're one of the prayers or leaders or facilitators or because you get to see that freedom that comes with knowing your identity in the Lord. And life, circumstances, stuff just happens to help us, to not help us, but cause that forgetfulness of who we are and that identity in, in, in God. I'm just thankful to God to how he just pours in that, I got this. <laughs> Stop working so hard. I got this. By his spirit, he's got this. And it takes a community. That's a sweet place to be in those ministry sessions. It, I think it's Psalms. I don't know where. I forget. Psalm 116 maybe. But it's repentance and rest is your salvation. That's such a piece of that, of even a ministry session is repentance because you have time of repentance in those ministry sessions of letting it out, giving yourself permission to let go of stuff and then resting and hearing. And then the next verse is in quietness and trust is your strength. And that's again, that's that place of that ministry space of hearing from the Lord. It's just being quiet, trusting, whether you're the, the prayer, the prayee, trusting that you're going to hear from the Lord to, to either give a word to who you're praying for or, and again, there's receiving in that, you know, if you're the prayer or the lead or the second or the, the third in the, in, in the chair, all of, all of you in that room are receiving in some way. And it's all God. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's a kind space because often I'm not kind to myself and it's a kind place. Scripture again says kindness brings about repentance. I don't know where that is or how if I said it right, but kindness brings repentance and we have a kind God who's not out to wail on us. We do that to ourselves. I've done that to ourselves. I'll just speak for me. I've done to that myself. I'm flogging myself every day. And there is one other scripture that's really been convicting me. It's from Romans 8, and it's talking about the flesh versus the spirit. And if you're you're guided by the spirit or guided by the flesh, and and there there's a piece in there, I think it's verse 7. It's like talking about the flesh. Unable. It's the flesh is unable to do 
what the spirit is meant to do, right? And I have been spending my life working out my flesh to do what it is unable to do. <laughs> um, and it's, and I, I'm flogging myself. If I'm a penguin, I'm flogging myself because I can't fly. But I wasn't created to fly. If I'm a penguin, I wasn't created to fly. Why am I flogging myself? This is how I was created, accepting that. That forgiveness of self piece in the ministry session was huge for me. Giving myself permission and in, in, in it is like, it's like I speak the prayer as the, and it's like I spoke to myself in third person, like, Aaron, I forgive you for, Aaron, I forgive you for, and it was so liberating. So I just pray for many, many people to receive freedom in this way. Um, it's not the only way, but it's a, a beautiful way. And I pray that people will be willing to be vulnerable with a, with a small group of people. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org stories or follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church.